Dearly beloved in Christ, in today's readings, especially in the gospel of today, Jesus makes it very clear that we are all employed. Even though in the whole world or most parts of the world, people are complaining of unemployment, Jesus has given every one of us, every Christian is employed. We all have been employed and we must get on the job. Let's listen to the gospel of today. But remember that you have been employed and we must get our hands on deck and do the work for which we have been employed. Jesus said to his disciples, Luke 12, 39 to 48. Jesus said to his disciples, You may be quite sure of this, that if the householder had known at what hour the beggar would come, he would not have let anyone break through the wall of his house. You too must stand ready because the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Peter said, Lord, do you mean this parable for us or for everyone? The Lord replied, What sort of steward then is faithful and wise enough for the master to place him over his household? to give them their allowance of food at the proper time. Happy that servant, if his master's arrival finds him at his at this employment. I tell you, truly, he will place him over everything he owns. But as for the servant who says to himself, my master is taking his time coming and sets out beating the main servants and the maids, and eating and drinking and getting drunk, his master will come on a day he does not expect and at an hour he does not know. The master will cut him off and send him to the same fate as the unfaithful. The servant who knows what his master wants but has not even started to carry out those wishes will receive very many strokes of the lash. The one who did not know but deserves to be beaten for what he, da- he has done will receive fewer strokes. When a man has had a great deal given him, a great deal will be demanded of him. When a man has had a great deal given him on trust, even more will be expected of him. Dear friends in Christ, Peter said, Lord, do you mean this parable for us or for everyone? The Lord replied, What sort of steward then is faithful and wise? Enough for the master to place him over his household to give them their allowance of food at the proper time. Pay attention. What sort of steward is faithful and wise enough? For the master to place him over his household to give them their allowance of food at the proper time. Happy that servant if his master's arrival finds him at this employment. Friends, Jesus gives this parable 
and says that the faithful and wise steward or servant is the one who, who gives, in fact, who follows the instruction of his master and gives the allowance of food to those he is assigned to at the proper time. And Jesus says, happy that servant if his master's arrival finds him at this employment. At this employment. Which employment? The employment to feed the household at the proper time. Dear friends, you and I are stewards of the mysteries of Christ. St. Paul tells us in the first reading. Friends, you and I are custodians of God's gifts. God's gifts. God has gifted each one of us one thing or the other and expects us to use it for the glory of his name and for the benefit of man. Friends, the essence of life is to live for others. The essence of life is to make sure that we use our giftings to draw people closer to God and to benefit them. That is why Jesus came. And remember this. The servant has been given an employment, and I said that each one of us, we have been employed by Christ. And what is our employment? We have been employed to go out there and evangelize. Friends, that is our employment. Every Christian, by virtue of our baptism, we have a common employment, and our employment is to engage in evangelization. No one has an excuse. Remember what Jesus says? He says, The servant who knows what his master wants, but does not carry that out, will receive many strokes of the lash. Friends, we all know our task. And in fact, every day, the church reminds us at Mass, at the closing, Ite Misa Est. Ite Misa Est. The church reminds us every day that we have been employed. And the good news is that God, our employer, has given each one of us what we need to do the work effectively. His word. That is why the church gives us the opportunity to listen to the word of God every day. And then the church dismisses us and commissions us. Go and do your mission. Go and execute your employment. Go and be a faithful, and steward, a faithful steward and a faithful servant, so to speak. Friends, we are called to evangelize. And remember this. God employs us. He has employed us for our own benefit. In fact, for his glory and for our benefit. Friends, why would God want us to engage in evangelization? That was his last message. Matthew 28 verse 20 going. He gave us this message. And friends, he tells us that when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, we are supposed to be his witnesses after we have received power. Friends, God, uh, evangelization is at the heart of God. Why? Because God wants every human being to be saved. In fact, that is the will of the Father, St. Paul tells us in 2 Thessalonians, in 2 Timothy. St. Paul makes us understand that God desires that every single human being be saved. So Jesus tells us that the servant who knows what his master wants but has not even started to carry out those wishes, will receive many strokes of the lash. Friends, what is our master's wish? And what does our master want? 
Our master wants everybody to be saved. And our master wishes that everybody comes to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Why? Because it is in Jesus Christ we can fulfill our mission on earth. It is in Jesus Christ we can be happy as Christians and as human beings. Friends, can you imagine if the whole world were to receive Christ and follow his example and do things the way Christ wants us to do? Indeed, no wonder he prays that your kingdom come. God wants us to experience heaven here on earth. And that is only possible if we all will, in one way or the other, will do things the way Christ would have done them. And that is why Jesus came. And he wants us to communicate this message, to tell everybody, to share him with everybody, so that we all would try to be like Jesus. And when we all try now to be like Jesus, the world will be a better place for us. Friends, that is the mind of God, and that is the will of God. Jesus says we should go and proclaim the message. And St. Paul will tell us that we should proclaim the word of God in season and out of season, at all times. Whether it is accepted or not, we should proclaim it. And that is what St. Paul tells us in the first reading, that he has been entrusted with, this, uh, with the grace of God to proclaim the message. St. Paul says he has been entrusted by God with the grace he meant for you. And that it was by a revelation that God gave him this mystery. Friends, St. Paul said, you have probably heard how I have been entrusted by God with the grace he meant for you. You have also been entrusted, friends, we have been entrusted by the grace of God also to proclaim the gospel in our own little ways, in our own ways. That is the expectation of God for you and I. St. Paul makes it very clear. He said, you probably have heard from the first reading, Ephesians 3 verse 2. You probably have heard how I have entrusted, how I have been entrusted by God. You probably have heard how I have been entrusted by God with the grace he meant for you and that it was by a revelation that I was given the knowledge of the mystery as I have just described it very shortly. This message is for your benefit, St. Paul tells us. Friends, our giftings are for the benefit of the community and for society and for the salvation of souls, so to speak. And that is what we are called to do as Christians. Every Christian is employed to evangelize. Every Christian, by virtue of we or us accepting Christ, we have been employed to evangelize. Some of us are like the unfaithful servant and lady steward as, as I am somehow. We are not serious about the message of evangelization. We are given excuses left and right. And Jesus warns us in the gospel that we will receive some lashes. But friends, the will of God is that we shouldn't receive these lashes. The will of God, on the contrary, is that we be happy and be saved. Now, how? He goes on it. Listen to what the gospel says. But as for the servant who says to himself, my master is taking time and says about beating the servants and eating and drinking and getting drunk, his master will come on a day he does not expect. Now, this servant is failing to evangelize, is failing to give the food at the proper time. Jesus is the bread of life. Jesus is the bread of life. This servant is supposed to serve the household members with the food, the soul food, so to speak. And this servant is failing to do that. And by, do, by failing to do that, we are told that he even goes further to beat them and maltreat them. 
but he himself is drinking and over drinking, so to speak, and getting drunk. Beating somebody in, uh, entails or yes, entails pain. When you beat somebody, it entails pain. It connotes there's some pain when you beat somebody. Friends, we also, when we fail to evangelize, we are beating the people of the world. We are inflicting pain on them or in them unconsciously because people are miserable without Christ. People are in crisis without Christ. People are going through pain without Christ. People are suffering and dying without Christ. And that is a form of beating we as servants are meting out to them by our failure to evangelize them, by our failure to show them where they can find peace and joy. People are sad and depressed and going through all kinds of pain. That is a form of beatings we are inflicting on them by our failure to tell them about Jesus, to show them the way, to tell them that there is hope and that Jesus has come to save them. And remember, Jesus came that we may have life and have it, to the abund- and, and have it in abundance. That is the will of God. And remember what the parable says. You may be quite sure of this, that if the householder had known at what hour the thief would come, and remember the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but Jesus has come that we may have life and have it in abundance. And so he commissions us that as we receive his life, we should also go out and evangelize. And remember this, friends, the good news is that the employment to which we have been called or we have been engaged in is the source of our joy. Remember in Luke 10, verse 17, the 72 came back rejoicing when they went out to evangelize. So friends, the secret in evangelization and the reason why God has given us the task to evangelize is that God wants us to be happy. God wants us to be joyful. I have said it before. If you are a depressed person, if you are an unhappy person, don't even wait until you get to that stage anyway. But friends, if you are confused and unhappy, begin to talk about Jesus, begin to evangelize. Pray for wisdom and courage and boldness to be able to do so, and you will see your life bouncing back. And above all, when we engage in evangelization consciously, talking to people about Jesus, doing things that will point to Jesus by our lifestyle, acting in ways that will talk about Jesus, that will draw people closer to Jesus, friends, we will find peace and fulfillment in this life. And so, we should pray like St. Paul. He says it is a mystery that was revealed to him. We pray that God will reveal this same mystery to us. Friends, the Christian life is a mystery. St. Paul makes that very clear. Let us take our time and read Colossians 1, verse 24 to 29. Colossians 1, verse 24 to 29. It is parallel to today's gospel, uh, to today's uh, first reading. It is very parallel. St. Paul talks about the mystery of, of Christ. And he says that it is a secret that was revealed to him. Let us pray that God will open our eyes to see the essence of our calling, to see the essence of our employment. Friends, you have been employed. We are fully engaged and fully employed. And our employment is to proclaim Jesus as Lord to the whole world, to everyone and for everyone to come to, to Jesus Christ and receive love, love and peace. That is our employment. That is our employment. And we have no excuse. And I've said it already. God wants us to be happy. And friends, when we genuinely engage in evangelization, we will experience true peace and true joy. 
So when Jesus gives us the great commandment or the great commission and says, go and evangelize, he is just telling us that rejoice, be filled with joy in this world because the joy of the Lord is your strength. And Jesus wants us to be strong Christians, not weak Christians. Jesus wants us to be so much full of joy that the world will know that and come to him. A sad Christian is a contradiction. And so Jesus wants us to be joyful. A sad Christian is a contradiction. As Christians, we are not supposed to be sad. Why? The 72 came back rejoicing. Luke 10 verse 17. Where did they come back from? They went out to evangelize. Every day as we go out after mass, we are sent to go and enjoy. We are sent to go and receive and evangelize and receive more joy in our lives. That is the will of God for you. And that is the will of God for me. We pray that God will open our eyes to see what indeed what our master wants. But in fact, we know what our master wants. And he makes it very clear. The servant who knows what his master wants but has not even started to carry out will be lashed. We know what our master wants. Our master wants us to proclaim the gospel. He wants everyone to be saved. And so we must be engaged in doing that. We pray for this courage and this boldness. Like our mother Mary, when she received the message from the angel, she went straight away to Elizabeth to share her experience. We pray for courage. We pray for boldness. That is what St. Paul talks about in the first reading. He says, this is why we are bold enough to approach God in complete confidence through our faith in him. Friends, let us approach the throne of grace with confidence, with boldness. God will give us the grace we need to evangelize and to proclaim his word. For in evangelization lies our peace. Engaging in our employment lies our peace. The employment God has called us to and has given us and has entrusted to us is a source of our joy because he loves us. He has employed us to experience his joy. May our mother Mary, queen of peace and joy, pray for us. Have a wonderful day. Remain blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.